folks, uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check. Okay. You like that? Yeah. That was fun. God, dude, Breen gets me torqued. Yeah. I'm torqued for Breen. Breen's back. Back oh boy, is like we are. Too much dip is back. It's Monday. This is our third episode we've done together. They say three episodes deep in a sports pod is when you really hit your stride. So look for big things from this episode. I don't mean to set it too high for us, but it's there. Should we yeah. tell the people that this is our day? Yes. Monday is our day. Every day is our day, but is Monday going to be our day? Monday is the yeah the release day. Moving Monday, forward. correct. There was some chatter. Because a little bit of booty chatter out there, hoping we would do Mondays. There's a lot of that. Guess a lot what? of sports happen over the weekend, so it kind of just makes sense to cover it immediately afterward. A lot that works, Micah? Yeah. I do. It feels good to be here on a Monday talking about what happened over the weekend. Yeah, sure, sure it does. Micah's uh, going to be the guy that you'll notice he swallows his microphone as he's speaking yeah. into it. A lot of people are like, hey, why is Micah's volume so loud? And it's because... Uh, he swallows the microphone. It's like he's, he's making love to the microphone. It's right up on his shit, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, we think that we've remedied the situation, just to be clear. I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm not in charge of running the board. People, people have come, been coming at me and getting blocked, saying that I've engineered the audio for me to be louder so that I can be the dominant voice on this podcast. That is not true. There's no so need to engineer that. <laughs> You're kind of taking a shot at me. <laughs> no. Uh, and I don't like it. Just a little. We're just getting a little feud going here. I just filmed time Micah. for a little Monday feud, Dave. I just filmed Micah in action, wow. swallowing the microphone. So I will put a visual, visual representation. I've, He's got no pod reflex. Wait, where can, on social media. Where somewhere. can people follow, find that on social media? <laughs> um, Did you know we're on social yeah, we have a social too strategy. Too much dip pod, I believe. Too much dip with two P's on Twitter. Too much dip podcast on Instagram. Podcast, I, I, I fucked it up, but yeah, I kind of landed somewhere in the middle between those two. I said pod. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm forty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not yet. I got a few more years, but anyway, you know, now the sports <laughs> are actually back. Like, we got, suck if that's we got stuck. shit to talk about. It's fun, man. It's tight. Oh I'm man, Gundy it. came through hell loud on that. Uh, yeah, dude, we got a lot. Like we almost have too much dip. <laughs> it's like we had. It's like he we have a chip, it. and we're like gonna put dip on it, but we just do a little too much. Leo meme. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, correct. Um, we have so much dip. In fact, that I'm gonna I'm about to do something that I did not even clear with Dylan or Will, my my two partners in this in this company venture. Look for an intern, social media intern for wow. for just for too much dip. Wow. Imagine, bum, bum, bum. imagine interning for Dave, and too much dip. Um, I've got some ideas. You, 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 do we have a referral fee for this? Um, I can give you some Waterloo. <laughs> exactly. Free Waterloo if I refer the right person. We'll give you a case. We know a guy. About a J and maybe a B-Own. And all the Waterloo you can about? handle. I was saying J-Bone might be an option for you. Oh, J-Bone. <laughs> well, people want more J-Bone on here. I'm Dave, by do the they? way. Yeah, a couple people. Mainly him. I'm Dave. That voice you just heard is Micah. It me. We got KJ. What up? KJ's the guy looking for the referrals. And then Dylan, of course. Yeah, your boy's here, too. Ready to just fucking go in on this pod. Yeah, you were just chomping at the bit earlier. Yeah. Like, you were shaking me because I was trying to yeah. mess with the audio settings. You were like, dude, we got to get going. Like, well, I only have so much. 
this morning we recorded Circling Back, and I worked the board for the first time. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast, on the episode. You did twice within 16 seconds. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was all up on that board, and it, was, it felt good. Just hitting buttons and shit, twisting knobs, plugging shit in that I probably wasn't supposed to. It was a good time. <laughs> I think it went well. Yeah. Initial feedback has been good. We had Will, Vacation Will, chiming in from the Upper Peninsula. I, mean, I guess he's close to the UP. He's northern Michigan, technically. Mm-hmm. He's not a Uper. No, he's not quite up there or something. But he's close. Yeah. But it was nice having him. He was kind of bummed he couldn't talk soccer. Apparently something really big happened in soccer, a big signing. I'm not going to talk about it because that would just be a little too much dip for this chip. Right. Hey, speaking of, of uh, excellent feedback, we've gotten a lot of reviews for this podcast on iTunes. Would well, you like – can we share a couple real well, quick? Well, it says 5.0. Yeah. That's good. That's big. Out of 986 ranking, uh, yeah. ratings, 5 out of 5. Very impressive. I've got a few reviews I'd like to read. Here's one from Big Kurt 19 that says, Run it back. Can't wait to hear Micah's trash takes get flamed by the squad. Well, yeah, we all That's enjoy that. And then uh, this one just, just came in. It's from Maddie B, in parentheses, oh, no. the rapper. I didn't know he listened to us. Yeah. And uh, the title is Bang! <laughs> he can hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Hope those are baked chips. What's that supposed to mean? Okay. I think the the, the chip and the too much dip dip part. Uh, I'd like to hear from Matty B, parentheses, the athlete, and see what he has to say about our sports pod. I I do have one other one to read. This one from Juju17263623. It's entitled Dipset, which is a good name for the squad, actually. I love it. I don't even watch sports, but I'm absolutely here for the comedy. And most importantly, the return of in all caps, the Battletoad Bad Boy. That's M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Okay. Micah. How do they spell? KJ is a dope addition to the Wash roster. That's as a well. great review. Mama, there goes that man. I was going to say how they spell <laughs> that name, but now I'm on board. Uh, so that person doesn't watch sports? Hmm. But their favorite is Micah. <laughs> Thank you. It means a lot. Micah. Micah is like uh, the icon for all the homeschool kids. <laughs> what will our listeners, our listeners call themselves? Like the, the Dippers or something? I feel like Dipset's been taken. Dipset? I really do like Dipset, but uh, I would say when there's an opportunity for them to consume more than one episode a week, they could be the Double Dippers. Whoa. Ooh. Wow. No one's doing that. <laughs> My brain just exploded. <laughs> Splattered all over this place. Jeez, what, wow. you got any other uh, good reviews? Micah? Those are good, man. What you got, Did, man? DJ Queef didn't chime in this week. Uh, here's one titled "Quad Squad" from Ba Lake. It's gotta be about KJ and Mike. Called four dudes with Jack quads talking sports and hot guys. Well, okay, two of us have good quads. Thank you for the five stars. <laughs> well, I, I think at least three of us do. Mm. Um, we got you. We got KJ, and we got. I I thought you're you're very well proportioned. Oh, I don't think my my quads are. You're built are for lacking. tough. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, you're I, like you're like the walking, talking, podcasting truck month. <laughs> That's quite the compliment. Thank you. How close are we to a uh, thousand reviews on there? About fourteen away. Yeah, we're we're right there. We need to Sheesh. push for uh, two thousand. Come up with something for two thousand reviews. Hey, T- and you know what else? Tell us what the squad should be named. It's also podcast week. We we yeah. Uh, mm. Be doing ourselves a great disservice if we didn't announce that. Yeah, it is podcast week. So that means, hey, Mike tell, tell a friend about week. the pod. Yeah. Tell a family member. Tell a coworker. You know, these times are uncertain, but the one thing that is certain, podcasting. 
Podcast week. Podcast week, yeah. You can like always a, count on podcasts. Like a late summer tent revival. You know, just bring all of your friends. You, know, you bring one, have them bring two. You know, we're the pyramid scheme of podcasts. Oh, I like that. I don't know how that looks on like a, a pitch deck. <laughs> the pyramid scheme of podcasts. <laughs> Dude, week two of ad free. I don't like this. When are we going to start beating people down with like five reads of an episode? Uh, if, if Brett would get off in his vacation just to get back to work. Pop the lap lappy open again. Maybe we'll get some traction. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I am. I got, I got both right impression. Yeah, I got, I got, I got both, uh, both. I got both reads going next uh, week. Paradox Brewery. <laughs> hey, we got Randy in the building. Original Randy. Just way down. downtown over there. Randy the dog. Randy dog. The more important, the more likable Randy. <laughs> yeah, the one that people care about. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> he's just. Is Randy going to show up on camera? He's camera shy right now. Yeah. He's being a good boy, though. Dylan got mad at him for trying to get on the couch earlier, so he's kind of gun-shy. Oh, come on. He can get on the, the Wash Media couch. I don't really care about that one. Yeah, it's fine. Not yeah. the casting couch, though. Yeah. Anyway. What's that? <laughs> uh, we got a lot today, and we should probably get into it before we go 90 minutes like we did last week. Um, did you guys see The Rock just bought part of the XFL? Or the XFL, I guess. He was part of a group, and he bought... The XFL, yes, that football league. How crazy is that? Pretty wild stuff, huh? What are the odds? Uh, I couldn't find any. I would have put I would put all my money on it happening. Is this well, like a, a buy low, sell high situation? I mean, you got to think during a, a pandemic, uh, you can't fill stands and, and that all that stuff going on. It's got to be worth very little at the moment, right? Am I thinking too much into this? What's going on with this? 15 mil. It was averaging like almost two million viewers per game. We don't know if college football is going to happen. If college football happens in the spring, the XFL is mm-hmm. worthless this year. But I, I think any property that you can get that can average two million viewers a, a week or a game or whatever per broadcast is probably worth more than fifteen million dollars. Right, and that's pocket change for the Rock. And it's not like he was just a part of, like he's not like a figurehead. He appears, it, his partners are like his ex-wife and some other dude. So like it, mm-hmm. this is. The Rock buying the XFL. That's an interesting dynamic that he's going in with uh, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, I believe. Yeah, she's like his business partner. Yeah, it's going to be a very – it's a bold move depending, like I said, if, if college football is played in the spring, it changes things. But how much of this purchase is like a hard – how many are hard assets? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not buying a storage locker full of helmets and shoulder pads, although he probably is. They're also buying like all of the teams and the IP and all of that, but – all of the players and personnel's contracts probably aren't in the books with this deal. So it's not like hemorrhaging money per se. Yeah, I think it because they've gone through a bankruptcy. Right. So, so Bob Stoops is probably still waiting to get paid. But pennies the, on the, the dollar. The renegades may continue in exactly. the future thanks to The Rock. So you may have a year, though, to take to get this up and running. He may not have to start it until end of 2021, 2022 if he wants to do it well. What if he just renames all the teams, like, just rock bit names? So you've got, like, People's Elbow, Rock Bottom, rock Browse. What was, the, what was the Skyscraper movie? Was it just called Skyscraper? It was. It was <laughs> called the other uh, movie with the chick from True Detective Season 1. Oh. She was in that. He was his oh, da- yeah. She was his daughter. Right. Um, unless that was San Andreas that I'm thinking of. San Andreas. That was San Andreas. San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alexander Daddario. That's, that's the name. Jumanji. Jumanji. Jumanji one and two. She was in Jumanji. No, he the Rock, Rock was. was. So. That oh, could be the, the name of a team. He's yeah. the highest grossing actor because he just does all the movies, right? Isn't that kind of his thing? It's him or Kevin Hart, and interestingly, they've linked up. Him and or Kevin Hart, yeah. 
Although him being a part of the final, not final, of the Fast and Furious series for like the last three or four, up to that quite a bit because right. that was a money haul if if you could ever look for one. Now he's in Hobbs and Shaw. That's the one where everybody hated each other, right? Like, but they're fam. It's all about family. Cause that's the one you're thinking of. Okay, similar to Wilmot's. On, oh yeah. On screen, all about family. Off screen, I think they had. Yes. Vin did they not. Had some. Uh, he didn't link with the Rock unless he had to. Mm. I wonder if The Rock had to outbid Vin to to acquire the XFL. Who's worth more, Vin or The Rock? The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. I bet it's closer than you think. Um, Vin's been in the game. Triple Vin's X. done all right yeah. on the, the Fast X and Furious okay. series. Why don't you give me a guess on his net worth? Vin? Mm-hmm. Um, $119 million. I'll go 45 Oh, That was terrible. Way low. Terrible. That was really shit. Vin's, I'm going to go uh, <laughs> 60 Try two hundred. Oh boy! Whoa. And then give me give me a guess on the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, three hundred eighty-five million. Three eighty-six. Oh, Four seventy-five. Try three twenty. Oh. Wow. So you know, not that much more than Vin. I was in the ballpark. There, I read something about this though that he also controls this company that's got two billion dollars in assets or something too. His production company, something crazy. It's all tied up though in shares. You know what I mean? No, I think it's the not only liquid. thing that, that you're going with this? <laughs> only thing that they manage is the uh, live and HD and color television show Ballers. I think that's the only asset that they have, and that's uh, the company. It might that be he worth two bill. <laughs> He's got a tequila out too, Terra uh, Terramana, I believe it's called. Yeah, he's his, diversified heavily. His yeah. statement mentions the word gratitude like four times because he's very into gratitude. I noticed you included some audio here. Yeah, do you have this pulled up? You want up? me to cue it up? Yeah, this is an interview The Rock did during the original XFL, and I, I think it holds up. It would explain why he'd want to purchase this asset. Here, no question. Here in LA Coliseum, it's great to be here. It's great to support the XFL. It's one hell of a night. There was some uh, trash talking on that field tonight. Good old JR. More of it. You never did that down in Miami much, did you? Well, you know, The Rock was king of the trash talk down in Miami. He would make no doubt about telling The Rock will lay the smack down on your candy asses. Thank you for including that. It's Beautiful. good. It's still good. Did he good. say he'll lay the smack down on your candy assets? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he told Vin Diesel, actually. Wow, this is not – okay. Well, he. I mean, this is legitimately the original XFL. I was thinking, like, last season. No, no. no. Not reboot. No. This is He Hate Me's League. That's that's my XFL personally. I'm gonna give this a shot during my business. That's though. a midfield kickoff scrum. You're an XFL 1.0 guy. Exactly. You got in on the ground floor. I was ground floor. I'm, you know what? I'm excited for this. Human Randy's got a buddy who plays for the Renegades. You know, that's Stoops' team. I don't I wonder Stoops will be back. It will only enhance his followers if he is. This will only enhance his his followers. <laughs> you have to think, right? <laughs> oh, it might be my favorite my favorite audio drop. Now it's a lot of fun. There's a couple things I've done really well on Twitter. That's one of them. That's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. The other one is Miami Dolphins draft guy. Yeah. Those are like the two the two biggest contributions to media. I, I think it's uh, it's going to be a stretch to see if any of the current or you know current associated coaches, with the exception of like June Jones and that whole squad, if they're out there like coming back to be a part of it, just because of how cyclical sports is are will be whatever um but who knows with college football getting pushed and contracts stretching out it's going to be a weird weird time you know they may want to call a former intern of you guys uh see if he's ready for a big coaching gig or front office gig uh peyton kill shot 
all of the above or Klein. One of oh, the, intern Klein. One of the two. <laughs> he or is three. actually in football. <laughs> well, intern Luke uh, is is a big finance guy now, so maybe he's got a role in the league. Uh, isn't that the same thing? It's not. Man, <laughs> man, intern Luke, we, it's numbers and shit. He's going to appreciate that shout-out. He out, came man. to our Dallas meetup. I, he's still, was he swagging? It's available he, to he's my still taxes. a listener, man. But uh, we were at the... <laughs> I'm just gonna totally out this guy. No, no one really knows who he is. No, it, it doesn't matter. What's up, Luke? I, I like you. Him. I love it. You're raising but his clout. I, I was at the bar ordering a beer. He comes up next, and you were kind of bullshitting for a sec there, and then we stopped talking. But I'm still waiting for my drink to come. He pulls out his camera and tries to like sneak a video of me. Like, look, what are you doing? Like, I know you, man. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, we like, worked together I've, for a number I've of months. I've known you for like three or four years. Like, stop. It was weird. Who is he going to send that I to? I don't know. His squad? He's like trying to go viral. <laughs> like, I don't friends. know. We can just a, take a photo. Like, he's afraid of your cameo you rates freak? or what? I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> Dude, what if he was going to sneak a video pic of your feet I was about to say, sell it? Who knows, man? It was weird. <laughs> we know there's high demand for Shouts that. to Luke, though. Yeah. Little creep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about the yay boo reaction for him. He's like, oh, man, I was mentioned on the yeah. pod. He gets to the end of it. He's like, ah, yeah. Get, fast forward. It goes forward. when people not affiliated with us get mentioned. In turn, Klein gets this like every week. I gave Luke a lot of shit when we were at Grand X, and he still liked me through all of it. So that's, Is that's he the good. one that you beat the shit out of? Yeah. Like mm. just right there in front of the entire company, like yeah. during lunch? Because he, he was taking too long at the little water fountain thing, and I was thirsty, and I just slammed his head against it. And, yeah. Yeah. Had to get like 18 stitches. Yeah. Had some swelling. You know, I have a temper, so. Well, shout out to Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the one who would, he was at Micah's desk working more than Micah. Micah I, had a desk that he was never at. And Luke, you just look over, like, wanting to be like, hey, Micah, where's that? And then it'd just be Luke. You're like, Jesus, Luke, you well, scared me. Well, I gave him a hard time because he just, for some reason, just let himself go while we were working there. Like, mm, didn't cut okay. his hair, didn't shave. He's really like, taking L's. Like, Luke, it's, you're acting like it's finals week for, like, the last, like, four <laughs> months straight. Like, take care of yourself. He really did let that beard grow. <laughs> Come out of the stacks, man. Uh, I hope he's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good kid. Anything else on The Rock? <laughs> that's, I think that's it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'll just say this for the next segment. College football can't get here soon enough. Yeah, sure. Sure. You guys seeing the the twelve the Pac twelve? You guys see these players? Their um, list of demands. I haven't read their list, but I know that they put one out. They did. We what could go through saying? it line by line. I really like how they dropped it in uh Derek Jeter's publication, the Players Tribune. Mm-hmm. Shouts to DJ. Who, okay, so uh, who all owns that? Is it just the Jeets, or is it like a group with the Jeets? I mean, I don't think Derek Jeter probably pays. I, I I read a whole thing about what a total failure that was. I haven't heard anything from the Players' Tribune in years. At this I point. haven't read it uh, since KD's. Yeah, I was supposed to say KD was on there, and um, they did a special on Maya Moore uh, getting the guy out of jail um, or prison. But I agree, Players' Tribune is a non-player, but – I like that it's an outlet. That it's an option for players to, you know, essentially do a long form. It's back tweet. in business. Who wants to? Oh, this is a serious list. I was about to say, who wants to man the ship of uh, hitting the high points off this list? So, starts out COVID nineteen protections allow options to not play during the pandemic without losing athletics eligibility or a spot on the team's roster. Prohibit slash void COVID nineteen agreements that waive liability. I think that's completely fair. I think most reasonable people reasonable people would. To frame this, this is I mean, we I think we said Pac twelve players, but essentially a non unionized collection of players from the Pac twelve released 
a laundry list of somewhat demands, and, and this is kind of what was in them. Uh, I agree. The COVID-19 stuff should be standard. Uh, it kind of echoes back to the story about a month or two ago. We saw, of what, 30 UCLA players uh, banded together to say they didn't trust Chip Kelly's COVID-19 protocol, so they wanted an outside party to evaluate like everything that would be put in place, which seemed pretty damning at the time, but uh, it was later walked back, which we can get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, no, wait, is it true that they would be potentially losing scholarships if they opt out? No. So after reading through this story and the feedback, let's hit the high points and I'll, I'll go to the okay. Pac-12 response. Okay. Now they want some mandatory safety standards, including COVID-19 measures, player approved health and safety standards enforced by a third party, like you just mentioned, mm-hmm. selected by players to address COVID as well as serious injury, abuse or death and or death. Interesting. Okay. A lot of this is stuff, you know, minus the COVID stuff that's been talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Protect all sports, um, preserve preserve all existing sports by eliminating excessive expenditures. This is where we kind of get Here's in. where the record scratch happens. Salary yeah. cuts, looks like. Uh, where they mentioned Larry Scott, commissioner, the highest paid commissioner in all of sports, I think. but Well, not in all of sports, but certainly college sports. Larry Scott, administrators and coaches are to voluntarily and drastically reduce excessive pay. I don't think uh, that's something Larry Scott is going to voluntarily do. He's a trash can in and of himself. Of all the commissioners, he's definitely up there as one of the worst. Uh, we skip down to the next one. They threw out the – in that, they used Stanford's endowment for the previous point, which we can come back to. But for the next point they wanted to hit was end racial injustice in college sports and society. Um, this was kind of a seemingly a curveball, but when followed up with the, several of the players looked at this as an opportunity where our voice is amplified, why not string all of these things together – they felt like a lot of this was a byproduct of the George Floyd death and asked themselves, what can we do with this platform? What are we capable of? But when they started those conversations, a lot of people, rightfully so, kind of thought COVID might be, you know, uh, not a thing of the past, but not as much of a threat as it still is by the time season ra- rolled around. So it kind of grew from that. So that's why that became a part of it. Economic freedom and equity, um, including guaranteed medical expense coverage, um, not just for non-COVID-related injuries, but also for COVID-related illnesses and anything that lasts after that. Um, the name, image, likeness, and, re- and rights represent- and representation, be able to get paid off their name, image, image, and likeness, which that's something that's already come down the pipeline. They for want the IP, states. KJ. <laughs> they want to be able to take their IP. Who would ever want to start a podcast, you know, maybe kill off a host or two, and then keep said podcast, all of the names, and the back episodes? Jeez. Um, sorry, I'm projecting. Uh, fair market pay, rights, and freedoms. Uh, basically, distribute conference. Basically, we want uh, shared revenue, or what do you call it? Profit sharing from the revenue down to the players. And then we can jump to the next one. So this was their laundry list. It's a good article that's on the Players' Tribune. If only read from the context of, like, could you have even imagined 10 years ago having a collection of 400 college students and athletes being like, hey, we want something more than just for you know ourselves and about me, um, so to speak here. So that's impressive. But to jump to your question about um, will they lose their scholarships, Larry Scott was reached for comment on this story, and his response was we had already communicated to them that all players' scholarships would be protected. Now, what they can't, promise is would your eligibility be protected 
would your position on the team be protected? Because they can still say, we'll honor covering the cost of your attendance, but it doesn't mean you're still a part of our 85 as we bring in the next high schoolers. And it doesn't mean that uh, you're not a year older and we don't have, you know, the next hot shit coming in. Um, I got to make a conf- confession. I don't know much about Larry Scott at all. What mm. is his background? You called him a trash cannon. Oh, yeah, he's he's a shitbird for the reason kind of being <laughs> the reason being <laughs> <laughs> that uh, and and a lot of this is secondhand from Ben Muth, who writes for Football Outsiders, does college football podcasts. Um, but his opinion of Larry Page or Larry, I'm keep saying Larry Page, Larry Scott is based upon the fact that. There was a lot of talk of where the Pac-12 offices should be located. Larry Scott decided to locate them in San Francisco in like one of the most expensive offices, pay himself more than even George Sankey or Greg Sankey from SEC gets paid. Like it's like 12 million to 9 million or 10 million or something like that. Pac-12 clearly does not, you know, generate the same revenue. Big part of that is there were discussions of have the Pac-12's games on at times that may have been a little more inconvenient to the schools, but would have been so much more exposure and so much more revenue for the schools. You know, Larry Scott did not, you know, opt into that. So basically it's spent more money than any other commissioner um, on their facilities and just like conference related shit and generated less revenue for said conference. He also, uh, a report from uh, March of last year, uh, stayed at a $7,500 per night suite with a private butler in Las Vegas. Come and there's on. many stories of this, like he, him just doing this oh, excessive, elaborate spending uh, on private jets and swanky suites. $7,500 a night. That is That doesn't even seem real to me. I'm that's pissed the, that there's only the Aria. a butler. Like, give me more than a butler. Yeah, and I'm not dropping 7500 at the Aria. No Do you offense. want to know... Some of the perks here, 24-hour personalized butler service, fully stocked bar with exclusively selected wine, spirits, and champagne, complimentary bottle of Vuv with and chocolate-covered strawberries it's upon arrival. Okay, upon arrival. Uh, access to a private elevator, which is nice. Dude, I love that, like for moving in and moving out purposes. Complimentary <laughs> iPad laptop for use during stay. That's important. You know, Dude, he's got to get some work done. Do not touch that complimentary iPad. <laughs> hey. That thing has just been a crank. That's crank Fiesta. central. Still some white residue. Uh, a twenty-inch, twenty-inch LCD television in the bathroom and a marble jacuzzi soaking tub. A soaking tub. Is I don't it, think I want to sit in that either. What's the What's the shower that comes from all angles? A Swedish. Swedish, yeah. Mm. Does it have that? If it doesn't have that, it's not worth it. Those are tight. Those are tight. It's just a all angles. monumental waste of water, but it is. It, <laughs> it is, is fun. But every every uh, nook and cranny in the body. Oh know, yeah, it gets every you. Um, orifice. You're gonna get wet. You're gonna get wet everywhere. Right, Micah. You don't talk about that's the $13 premium wash, right? (laughs) Just a full detail $30 for the monthly. So, I haven't read this entire article. Mm -hmm. Are they threatening to like basically go on strike and not participate in in sports? Valid and great uh, uh, question because that was asked in of basically everybody. So, how this started, David and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, how's the hell this even begin? There was a center or a lineman at Cal who had this idea, talked to a couple players, talked to safety at Oregon, and it grew from like 12 players who are the ones who put their names on this to saying that there were up to 400 players behind them that agreed to this. Now the question of like what's their leverage? Are they going to opt out and not play? They want to be given the opportunity to opt out, knowing full well that even the 12 that started it don't necessarily intend to opt opt out because you've got players who, you know, maybe on the brink of going to the league, 
players who are ready to graduate and move on with their lives, but other players who may be sophomores, freshmen, juniors who are coming back and or have things to prove from an athletic standpoint that don't want to be forced with I have to play and or or else, basically. They just want to alleviate that pressure and give them an opportunity. Okay. Now, I don't think that's a wise way to go into it and be like, hey, we're going to use all our leverage, but we may or may not even actually opt out, and we know it because they're saying that out front. Um, there's an extra factor in this whole story, and I've got to find this guy's name because I mentioned the UCLA story earlier um, about Chip Kelly uh, and not being trusted. And then if you guys remember back in maybe it's 2014 or 2016, I don't know off the top of my head, back when Northwestern was talking about unionizing. Remember that? Yeah. Like the actual players were talking about forming a union. It was a big deal. That was led by a guy who was a former UCLA player called Ramagi Huma. Ramogi Huma. He's the founder of the National College Players Association. Started that in 2001. Um, and essentially, he seems to be a part of this situation here too. The reason why that's kind of key is because when that UCLA player, 30-player contingency came up and the like letter was put in the media – immediately like the one guy whose name was like at the top of it was like whoa 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 we agreed to write this letter we didn't agree to like use it in this manner apparently this Ramogi Huma guy kind of seems like co-opt some he's like the Sean King of like college football player problems like co-opt and then like bastardize it in a way so like when they say we've got 400 players behind us it may not be quite that because whenever Northwestern was talking about unionizing Apparently, it was like two players who were fully on board with unionizing, and the other players were like, hey, it sounds like a good idea, but I'm not going to like quit over it. Yeah. So who knows how real this is because of this guy's involvement, kind of. There's some valid examples as to why you might want to doubt it. So it was it had really nothing to do with the COVID stuff, but we saw the University of Texas, we saw Texas football do something similar with their list of demands mm-hmm. for the school, and it was uh, the racial justice um, aspect. I'm wondering if this is going to hit the Big 12 because you got to think if there's already like the foundation there on like a school like Texas, if if they're going to adopt this or if they would co-sign it or just release their own. Yeah, I, I can see it being a good idea for some I can, players. I but just switch out the names. I can see it absolutely yeah. catching on. What's that Texas endowment looking like? It, it's thick. <laughs> That's a thing. I'm going to jump out in front of this before Micah asks me like some legal question that I, I can't help him with. Like, uh, I don't know, I uh, I never, like, really got into endowment stuff during my legal career. You, that might shock many of you. But I, I, one thing to remember is, like, I don't think a school can just go dip into the endowment for anything. Like, I think there's a lot of accounting and legal principles at play here that prevent them. And, you know, that money's earmarked and used for certain things, and it can't just be like, mm-hmm. let's pay players. Let's right. go and dip into the endowment. No, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do all those things, but I'm just saying that – that's a demand that may not uh, get satisfied. But worth noting, this is a nego- negotiation, and you always go in with just every demand. It's the Trump method. We've seen this before. I agree, and, and it came up using Stanford's 27 – what's the number? $27.7 billion endowment as reason as to why they shouldn't have canceled a couple of sports – um, that they've announced like won't be generate we won't be generating enough revenue to keep around like Stanford soccer. I wish I knew the sports. And they were like, that's BS. You've got twenty seven point seven billion dollars in endowment. As David was saying, like an endowment comes from, you know, rich assholes. Actually, I take that back. 
generous and kind, rich donors, and revenue generators. Some assholes, probably. And some I assholes, $50 definitely. to Texas State one time. I was uh, bamboozled by SMUs in their 100-year campaign or second century campaign that I was told supposed to raise $100 million. I looked the other day, and it raised like $1.5 billion. I'm like, you didn't need my 20 bucks. Please give it back. <laughs> How much of that was from the, uh, the St. Louis gun couple? Uh, a considerable amount from that law. Oh, SMU, SMU law SMU law, yeah. 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 Um, but basically, it's given by people who, let's say you went to school, you know, and it, just to the art school, and you became famous as a sculptor, and you want to give back to the art school. Like, you give your gift specifically to, like, the sculpture lounge. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, it, it should be if it's not. That's to, a new segment here. The sculpture lounge. It, you're not trying to give it to buy more Gatorade. Like, in fact, you probably are saying, like, do not ever give this money to an athletic program or to somebody else. And, and that's a big part of those gifts. And so I don't think that schools should brag about their endowments as much or list that shit so much. Mine would just be like, this money must go so that the players can have Gatorade frost on the sideline. <laughs> and only frost. And, don't buy any other shit. No, the occasional riptide rush. <laughs> and that's it. That's my donation. <laughs> uh, let me just get out. Let me say this. This podcast supports the end, end of racial injustice in college sports and society. Sure. Can we say that? Sure. So we do support that. Means yeah, a lot. the addition of and society in that third point there is is quite ambitious, but why not go for all of it, right? I love that. You Take a what? big swing. College football sure. is a big deal, man. Sure. It can't get here sure. soon enough, Dylan. It can't. Um, let's see. Anything else on this? The other, the other thing, they wanted 50% of the sports total conference revenue evenly uh, split amongst athletes in their respective sports and six-year athletic scholarships to foster undergraduate and Graduate degree completion. There's some other stuff here. Just give me some more time. No, take summer school. Um, I'm not touching the pay for p- pay players thing right now. I said no, I, you want to. I, I want to. A lot of people not? will not agree. Because, okay, here's the thing. Most of the time when people have this argument about whether or not you should pay players, they're just like, look at how much money X is making and look how little Y is getting. And they're not ever looking at it from perspective, okay, what do the players get? And they're like, oh, you get school paid for it. And they're like, oh, that's worthless. But then they don't take into account, like, uh, stipends that players get, you know, per month for the entire semester you're enrolled. Like, I know at, it varies, but how much is a typical stipend? Um, at Texas Tech, For it a was, football player. I mean, it's been some time. I think now I looked up, it's about 3100 a month now for Texas Tech. You know what rent is in Lubbock? Like, furnished apartment for one person be like 700 bucks 600 bucks 3100 a month yes and it was 26 or 2400 when i was there smu's was 27 ish or 28 at the time and then that's gone up alabama's i looked up is like 46 or 4700 a month now this is for scholarship players during the semester that they're enrolled in class so you have a fall section um a spring section and then you're encouraged to take summer school it's not as it's not monthly. It's it's dished out a little bit different, but you're still getting paid. Okay. Now that money's supposed to go. You get less if you're in a dorm. You get more if you're off campus, and naturally, you get some roommates. You got a little left over. It's not going to make you rich, but there's money there. So I mean, the idea behind it, I guess, is because you can't really get a, a nine to five. You can't work to support yourself. Theoretically, you're so, you're discouraged from yeah, working. Yeah, your work is your. Your craft, your sport that, right. you're, that you're putting all the time into. My okay. angle would say, if you're saying increase the revenue, the money that goes into stipends for sure, and or create money for non-scholarship athletes, I'm all b- on board for that. But the concept of like allowing in like agents sharing and and all this stuff and saying 50% profit sharing, like 
that's just not, you know, it's not going to happen, not going to work. Okay. 50% is a big number. Yeah. I mean, like, like we said, they're Nick they're Saban's going back to the Dolphins if that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys ever read The Art of the Deal? <laughs> no. You should, you should check it out. It's really good. Who wrote that again? Uh, who ghost wrote it or who wrote it? Wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've heard it's the, the second best book ever behind the Bible. Yeah. Even somebody though, somebody yeah. gave me that book. I think Even it was Joe. This book. Yeah, things are. We, we seem to be at a <laughs> are you an a, inflection point. Are you I'm a, moving. Are yeah, you a new or old testament guy? I kind of like them both <laughs> equally. Okay. Them. So it's like David threw out that third okay. rail, and we all just kind of looked at it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I see here that college football needs a czar per Micah, and he's throwing out some some uh, pretty dope arguments here. Yeah, I wanted to speak on this because we have five major conferences, right? Mm-hmm. The Power Five. They all have different rules, different scheduling, different start dates, uh, including the Big 12 starting camp this Friday, which is seems a little wild. Um, it seems very apparent. It, part of what makes college football fun is that it is chaos. The There is... The NCAA is sort of a sort of a ruling body, but they don't put on the championship, so they don't get the money, and so it's all this chaotic thing, and it's different, and that's kind of what makes it fun. Um, but Mac Brown has come out and said that college football needs a czar, and I was just thinking that of the four of us here, maybe one of us could do this, and I <laughs> I wanted to go over some some pros and cons. Uh, Dave on on the surface seems to be the most likely candidate. He's an attorney. Thank you. Which is great, Esquire. I feel like you'd be a really good guest with Paul Feinbaum, and that seems to be. I don't do Feinbaum. Be... I only even do better guest. Well, I think you'd be great with Clat, too, and you know maybe Herb Street, whatever. I think you you could really, uh, you you'd feel natural seeing on game day there. Feinbaum would give me two. My my mentions would just be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. You want to avoid that. <laughs> have SEC nation. Yeah, who's this cuck on Funball? Oh yeah, this liberal <laughs> but Texas I, liberal cuck. I feel like you could kind of turn on the Mac Brown. I I really think Mac Brown is really the the perfect person for this in some ways because well, you can just nice of you, Micah. you turn on the Mac Brown folksiness. <laughs> You're in Sally. <laughs> He's still putting on a recruiting clinic. Oh, oh, no yes. joke. Jeez, man. Bet you wish you had him now, don't you? <laughs> no. Well, Dylan. No. Dylan, I think you're a good candidate, though, too. You have extensive campus experience with America's youth. I don't, I don't uh, know if that's, that's just a shot. I don't know if that's accurate, but okay. <laughs> and we all know you're you're a certified football guy because you've been on the NFL Network before. Yeah, for some reason, the NFL Network asked me to, to appear on one of their shows. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I, I did. Can I tell you something? Sure. Remember they misspelled your Instagram handle? They did. I swooped yeah. that up. I, I'm I'm the D shivery re 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 guy. So you you have the you own the handle that was on NFL Network. Yeah, good we for you. We should buy that. Good for you. I, my the IP is available for purchase. Man. Okay, let's talk after this. I was this. so hungover during that. Jeez. <laughs> Wait, was this like a top 100 type? Exactly. Best runs. We did best NFL runs of all time. Who did you get? Did you get what? Emmett or did you get? No, you got Walter Payton. No. Um, Barry Dorsett. Maybe. I'm gonna name every running back. Tony Dorsett. Go. Yeah, I mean. It, just got dream cucked here. Like as much as Will's dream is to, like do the smoke for the yeah. Lions running out, <laughs> all I've ever wanted to do is be on like VH1's like pop up video, cut in where are they now, and just like have a little thing to say about you know I, I don't know like I, I, the Mo Rocca of NFL uh, breakdown. Like exactly, I drop a couple lines on there. It was fun. Let me just talk about where Tantric is today. Once, <laughs> dude, you're, what was your thing? You're like, man, that guy could really run. <laughs> no, he asked me. He, they asked me like, "What are the, some elements of what you would define as like one of the greatest runs of all time?" I said, "You got to pull away from somebody. 
you got to break a tackle and like something like ridiculous has to happen. Something like that. Something spectacular has to happen during the run. And they, they aired that clip. Can Reggie Bush you? cut back. Oh, mm-hmm. that was sick. Can I ask you a question now? Did you have to pay somebody $20 for finding a Jason Witten broken tackle from the last few years? <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. Is that I this did. podcast or Circling Back? No, it was, it was Circling Back's Friday. It, I did, oh, but uh, the video that they found was from 2015. So it's not like they had, you know, it, w- it went back to 2018 mm. or something. But it, And the tackle that he broke, it was a goal line. Like He was running into the end zone. Some guy confronted him at the one-yard line. He kind of spun off of it and fell into the end zone. So technically it was a broken tackle. He didn't really break a tackle. He still though. fell down at the end of the engagement. Yeah, like I mean, in the open field, that's he, a tackle. He scored. Like he he advanced beyond contact. So whatever. Then they went on to win the Super Bowl. No, <laughs> there's a case for KJ as well. Uh, you know, he actually has college football experience at at two different schools. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, he's plugged in with America's most prominent broadcasters, and he's clearly not afraid to travel for a totally thankless job. <laughs> that's right. Here for it. And, you know, uh, there is an argument to be made that I could be the czar. Um, I'm certainly willing to look like a total moron for cash. And, uh, you know, I'd be willing to be the Roger Goodell, where I'm just in over my head, but stupid rich and incompetent. I feel like I'd be willing to do that. I I could be the bitter. Do you think your career as the power plant proprietor would hurt you or help you? You know, a lot of these leagues seem to be embracing uh, gaming and gambling. So perhaps it, it would give me an edge. That's true. Uh, my vote goes to Micah. I don't think I'm. Well, sure, I'm available. What you don't want the up, man that wants the job. If they pull up your old power plant videos, how you gonna explain that? It's electric. You gonna bring that back at some point? Or Hard variation? to say. Hard to say. You know what I am bringing though. We've been missing it. What? It's plug time. Oh no. Jesus. Hey, I don't know if you guys know this because I posted. This is about a fucking newsletter. I swear, nineteen <laughs> tweets over the last. <laughs> what happened? Did you get hacked? <laughs> no, Dude, I found I found TweetDeck Dave, again, and so it, I've just been scheduling a lot of tweets. He tweeted while we were recording this. By the way. <laughs> like he just did one. Dude, stop tweeting. Well, they're scheduled on TweetDeck. Oh, okay. You guys okay. should should subscribe to Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. The first edition is now live. It dropped while we were recording. Mama, there goes that man. You can uh, find the link in my bio on Micah. Twitter or Instagram, at Micah Weiner. M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. One, Join my newsletter, please. Two. It's free. Three, four, five, five tweets from at Producer Micah. The other account, I don't know how many times that one's tweeted. There's probably five <laughs> from okay. the Micah Weiner account as well. Let me tell you this. I will only subscribe to this if you go in on Texas local Local politics. Texas, I'm talking like city of Austin, Travis County. Like, I want you to just absolutely merc somebody for that is episode. That is in the cards. Okay. There's also yeah, great stuff in. about interest. Things, the only criteria at the moment are things that are interesting to me. I want you to think merc, you'll enjoy it. merc someone in front of all 13 of your subscribers. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, currently, we're wow. currently at a factor of 10 of that, Dorn. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, damn. People are, people are really excited. You know, newsletter, it's where it's at. We're really changing the game here. <laughs> I want more on Mayor Beth Van Dyne, former Mayor Beth Van Dyne, and her uh, U.S. Con- congressional run uh, in the Compel area of North Texas. Give me more on that and see how she's rebounded from Clock Boy. Oh, people forget about Clock oh, Boy. Oh, people really how dare they? That's some North Dallas politics for you. Clock Boy. We're going to pivot from Big 12 to Big Ass 12 year olds. Did y'all see that Big Ass 12 <laughs> well year old? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look. I did not. Uh, it's on the rundown. I, I, I put a link. You'll see it says viral tweet. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I saw some some big accounts quote tweeting it. and this I kid's really 12? <laughs> yes, dude. 6'4", 298 pounds, 12 years old, O-line o and D-line. Yep. He can go both ways. Is this like Danny Almonte, 12 years old, or is this kid legit? This legit. Is, we're... Uh, it's weird saying like a twelve-year-old's name, but I'm going to put some respect on it. If Aquarius okay. Green, if Parks were to catch up to this young man's growth pace, he would need to gain <laughs> two hundred sixty-three pounds over the next seven years. We can make it happen. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. We've got those Orgain protein. Oh shakes my in the fridge. gosh! Orgain and CC's nonstop. C's, dude, just carbs and teen. What? What are they feeding this kid? It looks like an optical illusion. Looking at his jersey numbers. Like as he gets closer, the numbers get smaller. He looks like he's uh. he looks like he's uh <laughs> like like rookie cam for I mean NFL rookie cam. Like I I don't Oh my god. He's very similar. Yeah, he's I'm got not, the measurables of a yeah. of a starting, you know, left guard in college football right now. Six four two ninety eight. Hey, can I give you guys the the real rub of this story? I'm pretty sure this kid's gonna end up at Duncanville. Really? Only reason we're, we're doing he this. Lives in no, DFW. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I think he's from Peoria, but he's playing in like a eighth grade select football team, the NTX Bison. But he retweets all the Duncanville football tweets. He retweets anytime a Duncanville player gets a, an offer. I'm assuming he's going to somehow end up in the Duncanville program. Well, he has 314 Twitter followers, uh, and his link in bio website is. BigBabyDripGod.com. I love that. Which love actually that doesn't work. It does. Unfortunately, that's it's a broken link. But I do the love biggest that. Biggest disappointment. Big Baby. Who Drip owns God. Big Baby Drip God? And yeah, why I think, did they not give it? To I think Aquarius? you would ex- expect him. Good. Expect him to be like you know sloppy and, and uncoordinated. He's not. The technique like, carries it. Give me yeah. the footwork breakdown, KJ. That's why. That's why you're here, man. <laughs> I, I the first first thing I said, like Dylan's notice, is the technique was uh, it's exquisite on this 12 year old which I never thought I'd be saying those words, but it is. Um, he fires out of his stance, keeps his hands close to his chest, little short, choppy steps. That's what you want to see. Uh, it is pretty great to see the identical haircut between him, the quarterback, and the guard, because then you see just how massive this kid is. <laughs> it's like in all three sides, it's like one of those little Russian dolls just unfolding before your eyes. So – we were watching some highlights of his basketball career before the podcast. <laughs> his sixth grade highlights. His sixth grade highlight tape. <laughs> like it's all, I know it's basketball and it's limited contact, but like at some point you're like, dude, you can't play with the sixth graders, man. Like, yeah, he. I mean, legitimately, like Greg Oden, man amongst boys. Mm-hmm. There's one thing I, I will point out, and this is uh, uh, you'll you'll see my same same techniques. You got to look for the details. It validates his size and the fact that you can see that he has a team-issued jersey. He does not have a team-issued pair of pants. The rest of the team has <laughs> one-color pants. He clearly has had to go to the local high school or junior college to get a pair of pants, and they are not in the same colors. At what age can you start getting offers? I've seen it as young as sixth or seventh grade, but usually they're like, you know, uh, just for, for the clout. Yeah. Lane yeah. Kiffin will kick an offer to like a seventh grader just to get the attention. So he, oh, you know what? I think he got offered by Georgia because he uh, tweeted out Georgia football, a photo of their logo, and it says, yes, sir, hashtag big baby football. So he's really leaning in on the Dude, big baby. he's got baby his own stuff. hashtag. The like, big baby sick. drip god. 
I can't wait to see him tweet out, I just received my 37th offer from the University of Miami. And I'm like, every time I see these tweets, I'm like, number, rule number one, don't tweet kids. You know, don't don't tweet high school kids or athletes or recruits of any kind. Are you talking to me specifically? I'm just saying uh, the, the general public out there, just a golden rule. But if you were to maybe tweet at uh, the recruitment journalist who you may know, shout out Mike Roach, and then like subtweet the kid and be like, hey, did this kid get 36 other offers from this same university or what? And then see how that goes because their parents will tweet back at you. It's not good. So my favorite move <laughs> is the fan, like the super fan of like the blue blood program. And like when a kid chooses another school, they'll like they'll respond and they'll be like, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm sad you didn't pick Texas, but, you know, you're going to be a great player wherever you go. And it's like, okay, dude, he's not going to date you. Or they go the other way and say like, oh, you're just afraid of the competition. You just wanted to, yeah. you know, an easy starting job. Big fish, small pond, huh? You didn't see my respect, my decision line? Those men are absolute losers. So, like, just straight up, they're just losers. If I had to pull out the United States map and put a little heat map over it, where those tweets come from, any section of the country you might want to paint with a little hotter red than others. <laughs> I don't think I want to go there right now. Do it. <laughs> name names. This is the show that goes there. No, this red and blue map is a different map. But, yes, it might look quite the same. Oh. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say Ohio. Okay. 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 I'm just I'm just taking shots. I'm having fun. Can I make a shameless appeal to anyone in Dayton, Ohio? I have a very unique first name. It's Kajan. For some unknown reason, there's a street sign with my actual spelling name, Kajan, in Dayton, Ohio. Are you asking someone to steal it for steal you? Steal that shit. Dude, and let yeah. Ten dollars for a picture of you with it. Fifty dollars you mail that shit to me. Wow. We'll send you a mail. Spell uh, the same? A mouse pad. K A J E A N. Want that. Do you know the origin of that name? No reason it exists except for my parents are from Podunk, middle of nowhere. Actually, Decatur's not that small. Decatur. It was just a dumb name. Okay. Moving quite along. Well, let me just throw this out there. Did you guys know that currently on Duncanville's O-line, they have a six foot six, 320-pound sophomore, Jesus. Cam Williams? Class of 2022, that's sophomore, right? Hard to Either say. way, it's a big fucking no, kid. Junior. Junior. You would be entering your senior year for 2021 right now. Six six three twenty. Has has Tom Herman been in communication with this young I th- man? I am. I'm almost confident he has a an offer from every school. In has the he country. stayed the night <laughs> at his house yet? Because that's a thing, right? People yeah, that's just what Urban Meyer does, right? <laughs> or I think it's Harbaugh. Harbaugh, yeah. Harbaugh. Wouldn't he having milk parties or something? God, yeah, that led, it is horrible. That led to Will DeFreeze. Drinking a gallon of milk on our podcast once. Can you imagine what? Urban Meyer staying the night at your house and how it was fucking... a bad move. He, I think there was vomiting afterwards. Oh, I don't remember that. It was backdoor cover. Oh yeah, why would Will do that? He thought it was a good idea. It was actually <laughs> like a day where he was leaving at lunch to go fly somewhere. So he's going on vacation, so he felt bad. So he's like, "All right, I'm going to come in and drink some milk with the boys." He's like, "Oh, I can drink a gallon of milk. That's no big deal." It, the story was that Harbaugh drank like four mm-hmm. gallons a day or something. Or drinking at every meal. And Will's like, that's no big deal. I can drink a gallon. And he just sat there and drank it during the podcast. And then he had to go sit on an airplane. And I was like, oh, this is no. a bad idea. Bad idea, fam. <laughs> that's terrible. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't. Dude, Backdoor Cover had some underrated bits. We were just some real dumb You know, Backdoor stuff. Cover continues. You can still subscribe. It'd be a right. real shame if anyone we're ever We're not plugging another sports podcast. Exactly. <laughs> big jerk. God, come in here. Plugging away. You got a newsletter you want to plug too? There's no, I, no, no. Uh, you guys, you guys teased me. I thought I was going to be on on the big show this morning, but it just didn't happen. 
Gotta Way get my plugs to air in now. it out. Yeah. I forgot that we were doing oh, yeah. it. It's cool. Though. I mean, I'm not mad. <laughs> Dylan didn't, I didn't know that was happening. I'm, I'm, there's no animosity. Okay. Just, uh, there's there's some uh, breaking news here. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, TCU, former TCU linebacker, makes an explosive allegation uh, that Gary Patterson used the N-word twice and that the defense refused to go to practice this morning. What? You know, I... I Allow I, me a moment unfair, to cry. But, no. This might be unfair, but that, that's not surprising. He seems like the, the, the type. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not... I, look. Okay. And again, it might be totally unfair. I've never heard... The only thing I've heard negative about Gary P is that he is... It's just that he's a whiner. Like, in loss, he's just pouring... He used to be really bad in defeat. I'm thinking a lot during the Bryles years. Like, he hated losing our Bryles. And, you know, it looked like he was the good guy in that whole rivalry. But if this is true... I should also be clear. It's not a former linebacker. This is an active linebacker on oh. the team. Making a... What I think was is this, fair to say, an explosive was this recent? allegation uh, today. Wow. They did not practice this morning. Oh, so okay. I don't is know when. Based? I don't okay. know when the N word yeah, was yeah, that, allegedly used. About. But okay. um, wow. I mean, this is not great. This is the greatest news you could have ever broken. This is awesome. As uh, I don't think Cage is a TCU guy. Is what I'm gathering. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, <laughs> so it's so what appears. Man, this is okay. Here's my issue with with Coach Patterson. It's a proud uh, you know, SMU alum and Texas Tech uh, player briefly. Uh, we got smashed by TC the year I was at Tech. I wasn't there. I was redshirted. But anyways, my problem with Coach Peters, Patterson, not Peterson, is that he's praised as like this Bill Belichickian like mastermind of defense and his players you know, play the right way and he's built this program up from nothing, which to his credit, TCU's program was basically where SMU's was. 15, 20 years ago, and they are, you know, a legitimate uh, tier one team now. And that is just incredible of what he's done over the last 17, 18 years. What I'm not on board with is there's a statue of that five foot six mf on their campus already. So <laughs> is he only five six? I don't know. You know <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's time to Robert building E. Lee. statues. We of, like our short kings too. Building <laughs> statues of active football coaches is just not a it's a bad policy. Really, of anyone is not a good idea. Yeah, truly, anyone who's alive so, is probably you know, bad. We might have to Robert E. Lee that soon. But my issue with him is that he's praised as like this great coach in that he's built this program the right way, and year in year out they have a player or players who end up in the news for, you know, and I'll shout say it, beating their girlfriend, you know, uh, getting involved. Casey Paul, their starting quarterback, being busted in, like, a drug ring, and then they had to name the, the like, drug rehab school on campus after Coach Patterson because he wanted Paha to come back and play. You know, Boykin isn't, you know, asshats. So, like, they've had all of these players here, and – he should be looked at, in my opinion, no different than like Marvin Lewis was in the NFL of like all the terrible players who would come through the Bengals and just get into shit. And they'd be like, why does he still have his job? That's Gary Patterson. Can Dang. I read just a little bit from this? Tweet? The iron skillet. It resides in Dallas right now. Yes, it does. This past Sunday was our third practice of fall camp. Coach Patterson called me out in front of uh, called me out for posting my girlfriend on National Girlfriend Day in front of the defense. Okay. That's where it started. That sounds very uh, Leechian of him. Uh, That's then a he, Mike Leech move. He, he said, why? You know, he asked why, and he said, you're a fucking brat. I'll send you back to Pitt. And I said, and then it goes on, and then that then the, the N-word allegations happen. Mm. But you know, you hate to see that you, you, you embarrass a man 
for posting a photo of his girlfriend. Yeah, I've seen worse than that, but at least uh, he didn't say they're fat little girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. What oh weird, man, yeah, not good. Thing. Gosh, not, not a good. good situation, dude. That's it, sorry man. about that breaking news. I'm clicking my heels, getting funky out of here. town. Just, I just forgot my dog is sitting right here. Hey, buddy. Sorry. Um, okay, man, that kind of that that is that's good breaking news. That's Brett's breaking news. You want to talk golf? We got a major this week. Yeah, this snuck up on me, man. This morning I, I turned the TV on and I was reminded that we have a major this week. Did you watch any of uh, Memphis? All I caught Southwind? was that that bear crossing the fairway. A bear was. That's the only man. That's the only highlight you got. Here's a question before we get into the major talk. At what point, like you see these, uh, you get these tournaments and. You know, the south and get long marshland, Louisiana. You'll see gators on the on the side there. You got bears crossed. At what point does, does a golfer just get marked out there by something? You know what I mean? You got to think pretty soon. The, that bear. The more we encroach on their environment. That bear was 30, 40 yards away. If he wanted to, to take a just, a black bear, just right? take a beeline at one of those guys. It's over. Those are the ones that you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible. Don't know how you do that. Like do some push-ups or bring the bands. They just stood perfectly just still and yell, and it seemed to work. I would assume Bryson is probably safe, but the rest of the tour might be in trouble. Yeah, Bryson would just JT's done. Put it in the headlock. JT just gets oh, pummeled. He's he's just an crumpled. appetizer. Yeah, just fold it up like a folding chair. Yeah, he's gonna get. He crushed. didn't fold this weekend though. He did wow. win. You brought That's it back. True. TPC Memphis. That's true. He did. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Brooks Brooks Kepka meltdown. I did not. It it was, you know, he put it in the water on uh was it 18? Whatever. Hate to see it. Kind of kind of left a lot to be desired for the ending there. I was hoping for a JT Brooks playoff. That would have been sick. Uh Ricky who I had a little bit of uh this is a big boy stacks impromptu. Had some money on Ricky in his matchup against Brooks and uh you know, he did what he normally does and that's just be very mediocre. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh- Looking ahead to the championship, PGA Championship this week, Harding Park in San Francisco, Tiger is back, your favorites, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Rory, and Bryson are your top five mm-hmm. uh, on the betting end of things. Tiger is plus 3,300. Okay. So, if, if you like Tiger. A lot of public He's money He's been off for a way. long time, He's the cat. That's true. Um, I'm looking at this. I think Rory won a match play event at Harding Park a few years back. I don't really know much like who's had the most success out here. Um, did you see DJ shaved his beard? I it, did not. It's just a bad look. Why so would he do that? I don't know. Plus 2,300, I'm out on DJ. Do like Daniel Berger, though. He was in the mix this week. He's won, what, twice already this year? Randy, what do you think about him? Not big on Daniel Berger. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure which Randy you were talking to. <laughs> you just you just got Randy out of oh, bed. God. He was dozing <laughs> off over there. I don't know. Webb Simpson's, Webb Simpson's probably a really good pick, as he normally is. He's one of the better players right now. I don't know. We should probably do some sort of more formal betting thing, but we need a sponsor. So, Brett, if you're listening, get us a bag. We need a new sponsor alert. I would kill for a TMD new sponsor alert. Yeah. NBA is back. The NBA is back. Uh, mm. How much of this did y'all watch? Am I the only one who watched pretty much every game? I watched all of that Rockets-Mavs game because I was hanging out with my brother-in-law who's a big Rockets guy. Um, Kendall? Kendall. 
He's from Houston. I don't want to hear it, Kendall. He's from You're Houston. <laughs> um, look, I'm just happy that it's back. I, you know, I don't. I'm a Spurs guy. I, the, the Spurs, they're not going to do much. Oh, that's untrue. Spurs two and zero in the bubble. Currently staying in ninth yeah. place. We're coming the, coming back for the playoffs. So the Mavs losing an absolute must well, a must win if they want to move up game to the Suns. Did that hurt the Spurs? Are they competing for the eighth seed with the Suns? Yes, but the Spurs are a game and a half up on the Suns. I think. Okay. Um, and the Spurs are what locked the Mavs into the playoffs, beating the Grizzlies. Right. Yes. The quality of play has been really good. And, yeah. like, very competitive. The games have been super close. That Rockets-Mavs game that we're talking about, well, I'm sure Dave has got some takes on it, was fucking remarkable, really. I, I think it. I saw something that teams that are up seven with under 45 seconds to go are, like, 711-2 and two before the other day, and then they blew that one. The Mavs are one of the least, like, legit percentage-wise, one of the least clutch teams in the league. Well, they, they had 85 first-half points. Yeah, and they managed to lose. They lost twice this weekend. Actually. They were up seven with 45 seconds to go. Rockets are just stealing games. They they stole the game uh, against Milwaukee yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. The Rockets are weird. I mean, we know this. They're starting P.J. Lineup. Tucker at center. And at the end of the game, Milwaukee's point guard, Giannis, who's like 6'11", is essentially just posting up Houston center. Covington? Was it Covington? When, uh, no, it was, he, it was P.J., Oh. Six seven, dude. It was he, just very strange. PJ basketball. is not six seven. First of all, yeah, but that's true. He, yeah, he needs like a, a boost like six, five. To, just to dunk. <laughs> One of his six hundred pairs of shoes have some heels in them. Yeah, but uh, basketball's been good. I mean, I'm enjoying the bubble a lot, and I'm not much of a an NBA regular season guy, but this has been fun. It's been electric to watch the games starting even Thursday night. I can't recall who played that night. That was uh, uh, clip. That Lakers was the Zion, yeah, and, and Zion and, before that, yeah, uh, New Orleans first. Only played what 15, fifteen minutes. It's not a pitch count, and it's lame. Which uh, I guess there's some merit to that. If you're the Pelicans, you know you need this guy for the next decade. You know that the odds of him going deep in these playoffs are slim. And even though he's had a lot of rest, like you probably want to ride him the right way, and not to rush him back and get and risk any kind of injury no matter how, like, chomping at the bit and how healthy he may be right now. Um, so I get it. But other than that, it was very interesting to go from, what, four and a half months of no, quote-unquote, real sports. You know, obviously, we've had some golf that's been great to watch. And we've had some build-up games. And then Friday afternoon or evening was the first experience of, like, as a fan of a team, let's engage, let's invest in an outcome. Things are going awesome. And then, oh, yeah, this is why sports needs to go the fuck away. It it sucked. It was the first sports hurt that I'd had in, like, almost a year. Yeah. Um, I forgot what that's like to uh, – the Mavs games have both started at 8 o'clock, and the Rockets one wasn't over till like, I feel like almost midnight. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't sleep. I'm going to be really, really angry as I'm getting ready for bed. So I just dropped into Verdansk. More on that later. <laughs> um, and then last night – as the Mavs let a 15-point lead dwindle away in the second half against the uh, the Suns. Suns got some great players, but they're not there yet. The Mavs are definitely a better team. I think the Mavs are a better team than the Rockets. They're younger. I think they should they should be they should beat the Rockets. I would pick the Mavs. Well, six months ago, I would have picked the Mavs to beat the Rockets in a series. Right now, they just have no crunch time offense. It completely falls apart. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if like they're tuning out Carlisle at the end of games, but it's really odd. I think there might be a little bit of like 
underlying tension between KP and Luca on who's like going to be the guy. And Luca doesn't want to look like an a hole, and he's trying to dish the ball. I don't know. So they just got a Hardaway. Hardaway was, uh, <laughs> I believe, he's O of eight, O of nine on the season from deep. Jeez. Yeah. It, I mean, I'll show my my idiocy from a basketball details person, but in both games, you're in a position to where I don't know. Maybe having someone that's seven foot four and is an automatic bucket would benefit you towards the end of the game. Total liability defensively, but you just need an offensive bucket. And in neither game was Boban there for the rebound in the first in the game against the Rockets or uh, the final shot to try to uh, to go up before overtime or in the Suns game at the end of the game. I'm like, I know Boban's not built for that. That's not why you have him. But at least they're going to draw up their defense differently if you're not boxing out with Maxi Kleba to keep Covington from getting the rebound. That's about as detailed as I want to get. The thing about the Mavs, and this was the last I'll say on it because I don't want to completely devolve into a hyper-niche Mavs segment. <laughs> you have to remember that they're very, very young. Their superstars are both under 25. Luka's 21, and he's in his second year in the league. It, they're, it's gonna, there's going to be growing pains. They need time. I think that everybody just got super horned up from the, you know, knowing sports is back. We kind of all talked ourselves into them maybe moving up, getting out of that seven seed so they don't have to play the Clippers. I don't know. Just temper expectations. But it does suck seeing them lose those kind of games. You're going to lose into the Rockets. That's not that big of a deal, right? The Rockets are a really good team. they got the best scorer in the league on their team. But you can't lose to Phoenix. Fuck. Especially when two of their, their best players have five fouls going into the fourth quarter mm-hmm. i don't know and they pay ricky rubio they do pay ricky <laughs> rubio first team all hair though anything else on the nba micah no the only other thing that i i saw is that and maybe it's because i've watched a lot of the spurs this season damn there are a lot of three-pointers shot in the nba in 2020 it is just if you just watch for like two minutes dudes are just firing threes it is yeah. it's a lot the game has changed and i, I guess it's just i've I've watched a lot of basketball, but in the four months, I, I've forgotten how many threes are just shot all the time. Uh, we looked this up before the pod, but it's surprisingly easy to get on to apply for the uh, digital uh, fandom. Yeah, so as you may have seen, if you've watched any of the games in the bubble, NBA has done a great job, as we talked about last week, of making the vibe and the feel of watching the sport seem engaging. And a part of that's been that they've covered the walls with virtual fans, um, both behind – the baskets and along the sides where the camera sees it. And it's like a gray stock chair, but they will superimpose like someone on their webcam staring at the game. And basically the steps are like, it's easier to be a fan on that than basically, you know, subscribing to a podcast might be at the level of difficulty. Which by the way, if you haven't five stars also. Exactly. Um, Essentially you have to download Microsoft teams (laughs) <laughs> go get the link from the team that you're trying to be a fan of. Go to the link, log in. I think you may have to register at one point, but it's not like sign up and apply and be approved. Like you just go like joining a Zoom meeting, optimize your settings. If your signal is strong enough, they'll put you in queue and they will rotate you in and you'll be there and you'll be watching the game. Now, does that mean you have to stare at your laptop and watch the game? And if you don't, like a moderator may kick you out probably, but still a good bit. There's got to be a delay, right? Probably. So if some – some chick like whips the boobs out. Yeah, I was talking about this the other day. Like, if someone's gonna pull their piece out or their penis. Yeah, mm-hmm. their their penis. They're hang down. Oh, I was saying mm-hmm. chat roulette. We don't we don't want that. <laughs> that chat roulette did pop into my head when I was seeing that. 
No, I haven't noticed anybody doing bits is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, there's there's certainly a delay. They have a the good... Pacers. The Pacers did a bit where they had the lady from the uh, from the Last Dance, who was uh, sort of the original Karen Julia back in '98. No, that was like yelling at yelling at Michael Jordan. Oh, they put her up, which not was save just funny. The last dance. Yes. Why don't no, I remember that her? One. That was good. I'll 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 show it to you. It'll instantly pop up. <laughs> okay. You called her the original Karen. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Um, it, I thought so. <laughs> that group doesn't want to be whitewashed Micah the only other thing that I would say is I don't miss the fans there except for the virtual fans or whatever except at the very end of the game because the, the first night there were two New Orleans had a game winning shot basically as time expired and LeBron got a bucket with like eight seconds left and you're just it's not the same that was the yeah. only time the rest of the game it's on the background the noise is there Kevin Harlan is yelling like it's it's fine you don't even realize it but then at the end of the game, when you don't have 16,000 people on, the, on their feet and the game ends and there's not, it's just like it's the end of an AAU game and these dudes kind of hug each other and walk off the court. That's the only part. But uh, the game's been great. A lot of close games. I'm in. Did you, I, we don't have hockey on the rundown, but have you guys watched any of the hockey or seen the no. setup What's for that hockey? Like? We got stars. Uh, 530. Who you got? You got you're a Vegas guy, right? I'm Golden or are you Knights Preds? guy. I'm you're Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. Ross is the Preds guy. Ross is the Preds guy. I always, I always mix that up, yeah. Uh, it looks awesome. They've got screens, and they're doing bits, too. They put up a thing that said tonight's attendance zero. <laughs> so, love that. Oh, that's clever. Okay. And they've got screens all around the the uh, the thing. It, it's, it looks really cool. Okay. Baseball still happening? Um, so far. It, it, it's, on, it's on thin ice. Not to make a hockey reference here, but. I think the the most notable story was the uh, just absolute no call no show from Suspedes. Mm-hmm. Which he's done it before, not necessarily this, but for them to be like, "Hey, it's practice." Where's your Johannes? How do you say his first name? Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. Where's Suspedes? And uh, they go to his room, and he <laughs> vacated the premises. <laughs> Love that move. <laughs> and Apparently, like, there's, there's a photo back. of him at the mall. <laughs> Dude, there was like just out with the out with the fellas. People people thought something bad happened. Like yeah. Twitter made it way worse as it normally does. But people are like, there was somebody texted my one of my other group texts like, dude, you see uh, you see Cespedes? They're saying that cartel got him. I'm like what? I'm like I think he just opted out. And they're like, yeah, I was misinformed. I'm like yeah, you definitely were. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that's very unfair. Probably offensive. They're coming after him for being a defector. No, he was just doing an interview with defector about why he's leaving. But oh. I mean, he he played for he played like up until mm-hmm. just okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on this <laughs> story. Who's, who's the dude who retired at halftime? NFL. Oh, uh, that's a great. That's what, a great it's uh, what's McCall? It's Vernon Davis's brother. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, He's Matt, a DB right? Yes. Yeah, I'm just Monte. not gonna go back out. Second half. Monte, yeah. uh Davis. He's like, yeah, you know, I've had enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks I, for suiting I up. I guess now is the time to do oh, it in man. these uncertain times. Uh, I love the move of just leaving all your shit there. Like, you ever like move out of, of an apartment and you're like, you know, I don't really, I don't really want any of this stuff, and you just take like a, a little bit of your clothes and just leave. That's such a great bit. Yeah, I tried that once, and then they're like, hey, uh, you're gonna have to pay. It's like, sorry, Raiders Pass. I'll be back in seven years when this comes off my credit. <laughs> That's when you change your identity. Exactly. Cardinals, I've got the note on there. Um, 
the thing I think that triggered the Suspetus issue was that we had the Marlins with 18 plus players and more players now testing positive. Then Phillies got infected from it and they had games canceled. And so we've had this domino effect of like schedule screw ups. And then out of nowhere, the Cardinals had like five or six players test positive. And as they were digging into why or where they may have been, there's rumors that the players for the Cardinals may have been at a casino. Players from the Marlins were like just at the club. Okay. <laughs> uh, by no means is this a bubble situation. Um, and then the play, the Cardinals owner was reached for comedy. He's like, it's just very disheartening and upsetting to see uh, how many people are digging into uh, why or how these players got sick and they're not more concerned about their health. <laughs> like, okay, man, not the time. That's uh, the Karen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instantly recognizable. That's good. We, we could have used that 10 minutes ago. I'm sorry. Need, I, I need to Google. <laughs> remind me to Google her later. Um, oh, <laughs> speaking of that, it sounds like somebody's a little age. Her name actually is Karen, which is shocking. It's getting a little hot in here. You want to turn it down or you want to keep it hot? What are you guys thinking? I think we turn the heat up, Dave. New segment alert. It's the Horny Report. When my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. That's our friend Shitto. I'm quite, I'm quite sure. He's the original horny for sports. Yeah, he is. He's... he's He's H for sports. I just want to see how H everybody is for this week because we got a lot. We got NHL, we've got the NBA, we've got the MLB. I could. There's so many leagues. We got PLL. Is that the lacrosse one? Can I tell you what I'm most horny for? I would love to know. Um, actually, we we booked a tea time for Friday. We're we're playing golf Friday morning. (laughs) That that developed like a few hours ago, a couple hours ago. The situation is fluid. Whenever like my first round in a long time coincides with the major. Tell them what we're playing. Spanish Oaks. Oh, I don't. I don't have the hat on, but I'll wear it. I'll wear it next week okay. for sure. Might even get a new hat while I'm there. Anyway, I love wearing hats of clubs that I'll never be able to afford. Playing at a nice club <laughs> when it coincides with like a major kicking off, it, it's just fun for me. I just get in the golf spirit, you know. What day are y'all playing? Friday. 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 Nice. Uh, I am most horny for the PGA Championship. I too am most horny. I would rate it, and you could put this on social media if you want. Four eggplants out of five for the PGA really? Championship. That's how. That's how H I am. Four out of five eggplants. How many is, eggplants horny are you for the PGA? Which is commonly used to symbolize a penis. I on wouldn't social know, media. Dylan. You would know better than me, I guess. Jeez. I mean, the, the, the kids use it. I don't. It's, I, it denotes your level of H. Sure. Yeah, we got that. So how H are you? Just give us a thing. I'm. I'm also four out of five eggplants, penises. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> 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 We're really gonna use eggplants, aren't we? Yeah. That's gonna stick. Yeah. So to speak. Um, if you will. KJ, I wasn't man, sure if, if the horny report was something about the L.A. Rams, but apparently it's, it has a totally different meaning. And it's a reference because, to Wayne's World and Honey Hornet. They, they have horns. Right. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Boo. Boo that man. That uh, <laughs> did stunk and stink. I was going to say uh, the return of Tyler Sagan and the boys, you know, get all aged up for hockey this afternoon until someone told me that we're going to, you know, We've got to make sure old Gary P isn't there when the boys are reporting to camp this Friday. That's what I'm aged up for. You're horny. Yeah. You want to Horn for the Horn Frogs. Get the F out of here. Wow. (laughs) I don't think anybody from TCU listens to this pod. Oh, surely one. No, they're listening to like uh, like the Forbes podcast or whatever. (laughs) Oh, no. Don't put them on that pedestal. Get them out of here. You know what I'm aged for? Verdansk. (laughs) 
I'm horny for esports, baby. I love it. Wednesday. It's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, the 5th of August. You what season what? is this? Dude, imagine, imagine how hot that stadium is going to be. Everyone wants to check it out. You're going to get Ooh. murked in, in two seconds. I'm going to be dropping the pin there every time. I, I'm, I'm staying clear for a month. Somebody's going to be like, dude, no, it's going to be hot. i be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just get, exploring the map. Don't shoot. Get your pistol game Don't ready, shoot. baby. I can't wait to get smoked from the mezzanine section. From the how inside how the stadium. age are you? Uh, this is unprecedented. I'm five of five. Wow. Oh, wow. I might be there with you, but I think I'm like, mm, I'd probably say four and a half water splashes. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, for sure. Now, how does that stack up to the eggplant? Quite well, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am five of five on the eggplant. I am four of five on the cake emoji. Gotcha. Ooh, gotcha. Cake. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? What season is it? season five? Season five of Call of Duty Warzone is releasing. Sizzle Squad in the building. I'm fully at this point. It's it's absurd how much money I've spent on this game. Like after like bitching and moaning growing up about spending fifty bucks on a game, this game was free, and I've probably dumped a hundred bucks into it over the last four or five months. And I'm looking at Wednesday, being like, "All right, what's twenty more? You don't have to spend twenty bucks every time a season comes out, but." You know. Wait, what does that money go? What, what are you going to spend twenty bucks on? New new, new swag, okay. new swag. Stuff that you would otherwise get if you were just patient. Right. There's no reason to spend any money on this game. Let me explain people that. Uh, but I'm not patient, so fuck it. You know, Parks is always hitting you up wanting to buy a new dinosaur. Think uh, about that only with like uh, a ghillie suit or something. No, I have spent money. Uh, I have like purchased weapons. I get it. I didn't know like if the new season dropping means you got to like spend. Whatever to get new shit. I didn't know how that Every works. time a asking. season comes out, there's a like a hundred, I don't know what you even call them, levels, steps, whatever, right. that you accumulate throughout matches. This just skips you to level 20 to start. I also learned the term nerfing about weapons. What What's getting nerfed, dog? Like, what are they going to take down a notch? UCLA Bruins. The Bruin? I think the so. The Bruin, yeah, probably. We had to nerf Micah's microphone before the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we just gave him a fake microphone. Since he since he decides to deep throat it when he does podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're he's been fun. weirdly quiet of during the eggplant e-sports. emojis. I don't, I don't think Micah drops in over dance. Are you not? You're not horny for esports. I I am not. I am zero out of five. You spend that time Pele Pele in. I, I I will be on the Peloton uh, this weekend. Shouts to uh, my sister who's getting married Friday. Mm. Oh. So. Your boy's putting Congrats. a little extra Pelly time to look good in those photos. Respect. Come join uh, the hashtag bad boys of Pelly. I am team follow back. So if you join the uh, hashtag, I will follow you. 2,000 reviews, and uh, I will out Peloton Micah on live Twitch. Ooh. And we'll raise money for a good cause. And then if I can, I'll just get under a squat rack and redeem my uh, pride. <laughs> the SM, we're going we're gonna to raise money for the SMU endowment. It's <laughs> great. I see here on the run sheet we have no corrections. We got everything right. That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> There's no way. Look out of here, Tony Reale. <laughs> Man, the run it back segment is lengthy. Let's just let's just jump right into. You want to run it back? I'm gonna let you take sure. control. Welcome to run it back. Uh, this is the segment in which we talk about what we talked about. Uh, let's start with the Rock. Let me give you a bed, an okay. audio bed. Sure. Oh, that was people that was calling wrong. this the most electric segment yeah, in podcast. A lot of a lot of positive uh, thoughts on this so far. I'm waiting for this bed. Fine. You're time. gonna have a bed in three, two. Oh wow! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Tremendous. Well, let's start at the beginning of the episode where 
Uh, Dave, fact check this. The Rock has more money and wealth than Vin Diesel. Intern Luke once secretly tried to record Dylan at the meetup. It's true. That's weird. It's true. Uh, Larry Scott is a trash can, according to KJ. Dave says not to get anywhere near a hotel room tablet as it's, quote, a crank machine. <laughs> I think most people would agree with that. Uh, Dave's preferred shower is guaranteed to get you wet. Mm-hmm. That's the Swedish shower. The Swedish, yes. Dylan says UT's endowment is, quote, thick. It's a big boy. You can subscribe to Micah's new newsletter at the link in bio right. at Micah's uh, social medias, yeah. at Micah Weiner. This guy's unbelievable. Parks needs to gain 263 pounds to get on the same growth rate as that big-ass 12-year-old. It's the big baby drip He's gone. got a ways, a ways to go. If you put Parks on my shoulder, basically, we're this 12-year-old. <laughs> the big baby drip god. Uh, Dave has watched the bib... Big Baby Drip God's sixth grade basketball highlight video and thinks he may go to Duncanville. KJ can't wait for the Big big Baby Drip God to tweet about his 32nd college offer. KJ also not a fan of Gary Patterson. Dave and KJ forgot what sports hurt feels like, but now that the Mavs are back there, the feeling has returned. Uh, Cespedes was not involved in a cartel incident, despite what Dave's group chat said. Yeah, let me be clear. It was one guy, and he was he, he regretted the air. Uh, season 5 of Call of Duty is out this weekend, and the Sizzle Squad is in the building. And Dylan asked, what's getting nerfed, dog? <laughs> and that was Run It Back. Man, that's a fun seg. We like it. To uh, set to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out theme music, which is uh, gets me hyped. Does it's it get you clutch. H? It's a good one. It gets me H. Is that what that was? You recognized it. Yeah, good for it did. You. Good for you, man. You see, a lot of people give you shit, like on other podcasts, about missing out on certain things as a kid because you were so caught up in baseball and throwing footballs far. Yeah. But then you come in here and you're like, yeah, that was Mike, Mike Tyson's punch out. I'm pretty sure it's impossible to beat Mike Tyson. I've beaten him before. No, you haven't. I have. No, I, I think it is possible, but it's like two people have done it. Those uppercuts. It's one one hit quit. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. You're down. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You're little Mac. You're a smaller guy. Yeah, you're tiny. We're going to record another one Thursday. You'll go with Thursday. We're doing two this week? I think two's the plan. Breaking oh. news. Oh. Brett wants to, Brett wants us to do two. We could talk about it off, Mike. I like to pull the curtain back and just let people hear us talk about it live on the air. I'm verbally committed to uh, Pod University on Thursday, so it's up to you guys. That's us. What's wow. that endowment looking like? <laughs> well endowed. Well, that's all I got. You want to apologize to the people for nothing and some sizzle? You did it publicly already. I'm just hoping that the uh, punch out audio bed was uh, low enough to where it doesn't give people the same experience with the sizzle audio. Yeah, if you if you ruin run it back, you're going to get a lot of hate. Well, that's I was worried about that because it's highly clippable, but I think we'll be okay. Randy looked like he was enjoying it, and that's all that matters. He nods off mic. All right, we'll see you next week. Don't forget, it's podcast week. Bye. Chip. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Mama, there goes that man.